Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode. That's right, the second episode. I realized that last episode was uh, titled Episode Negative 10. Um, that was on purpose, so believe it or not. Um, mm -hmm. Real quick, to, to start, a, a quick retraction. Last week, I referred to the latest Nicolas Cage cinema venture as uh, the unbearable weight of incredible talent. It is, in fact, called the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, I was contacted by one of Nick Cage's um, handlers. Um, not not the, the social handlers, like one of the Handler. people who, who puts the little loop around his neck when he starts frothing. Right. Um, and I was informed that it is, in fact, called the unbearable weight of massive talent. Just wanted to quickly get that retraction in. Uh, next, here I have a memo from the boss. Um, it reads, uh, to whomever keeps playing Don't Fear the Reaper on the jukebox in the cafeteria on repeat... Could you please stop? Dear Lord above, please stop. My ears are bleeding. Um, so, yeah, to whom that may concern, whoever is playing uh, Don't Fear the Reaper on repeat on the jukebox, uh, please stop if anybody's even still at the office. Um, uh, the podcast is being recorded live in one of our many all-glass-walled conference rooms, which doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, it seems like it would lack privacy, but what do I know? I seldom would leave the basement before uh, quarantine hit. So I am joined here today by Mackenzie, who's from the uh, PR department, right? Hello. Yes. Yeah. I manage uh, all of the company's social media accounts. It's a lot of weight on my back, to be <laughs> honest. I have terrible back issues. Honestly, not really supposed to like critique the company openly but like this is just like the, i'm just to give you a little bit of backstory you know to, to give you a little bit of context they called me in and they said hey this is dire and i said yeah i see that it's just, it's terrifying like i might be out of a job and we all had a good laugh <laughs> um actually in this conference room in this conference room actually is when that conversation happened an interesting fact about the conference rooms you said i don't understand Understand, like why walls are glass yeah um it's to increase uh, like like environmental stimulation um which has been shown in our studies the company studies not we don't trust anybody else to do our studies for us um we've had some situations um but yeah it's supposed to increase environmental stimulation and that is proven by our studies by our scientists to increase to increase productivity in the workplace um i didn't know that we had a yeah. a scientific wing of this company until very recently what what are some of the things that they've oh. been working on recently hmm. oh i can't discuss that i can't discuss that Oh, of course, of course, of course. With you. Of course. Don't ask me again. <laughs> I, I won't, I won't, I won't. Okay. Um, right. So, I have a story that I found not seven minutes before the podcast opened. Uh, a story I'd never Gosh. heard of before, which is kind of mind-boggling that I've never heard of it before. It is uh -huh. the Great Brinks Robbery. Um, so oh. back on January 17th, 1950 in, uh, let's see, this is in Boston, $2.775 million in 1950, which is worth 29.9 million today, 
Okay. It was the largest robbery in the history of the U.S. until 1984. So oh. the crazy thing about this was it was called the crime of the century, which is why I'm surprised that I hadn't heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was composed of an 11 member gang and only in 10 better PR. Yeah. yeah oh, no mm. kidding. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we're just now learning about it is proof of that. What I love, uh, I just, I love stories where almost every single character has a name in quotes at in the middle of their name. There's just something oh, yes. beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read you some bits and pieces from the wiki here. Joseph, quote, Big Joe McGinnis was the originator of the heist, according to information later gleaned from Joseph, quote, Specs O'Keefe. <laughs> he brought in Anthony Pino and Stanley, quote, Gus Giscoria. I don't know why Anthony Pino didn't get a, a, a weird, cool name. I, that's. Gus. I know Gus. Gus is good. Gus is very good. They all like they all must have had it browned where they were like, okay, we need like some really cool nicknames so that like in the future <laughs> or, or like or like, you know, like as the heist is happening, like we can't refer to one another as our like our real names, of course. And everyone's like, Oh yes, 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 of course. So like pitches an idea, throw it in a hat, just shuffle it up <laughs> so that we can't be identified by like the name that we chose for ourselves. Poor name. What I don't understand are those names that are essentially, they're literally just a shortened version of part of their name. So, like, the anonymity factor is just Uh entirely erased. And poor Anthony Pino didn't even get one. So, like, they're all sitting in a circle, tossing a yarn back and forth, and it's turning into a beautiful web of teamwork. And they're all giving each other Mm -hmm. special names. And they get to Anthony, and they're like, well, guys, I guess we're done. And Anthony's just standing there like, freaking what? What? I guess? Okay. So, basically, in order to to pull off the robbery, what they did was they went to an outside lock, and they picked it with an ice pick, and then they removed the cylinders from the five locks, and then took the cylinders to a locksmith to make a key that would fit the cylinders. So, it's sort of this interesting reversal. They didn't get a key. They tore the cylinders out of a lock and had a locksmith make a key that would fit that those cylinders which is brilliant it's really smart uh okay so i've got to look up the anatomy of a lock now um because i would imagine that like if the cylinders are like you know i think like oh you take the cylinders out like the thing doesn't work anymore Mm -hmm. right but that's not the case like they would still need to go get a key yeah, it seems... Or, like, did they like, accidentally, like, unlock the whole thing and then, like, d- then they were so stuck on this extra step that they... <laughs> <laughs> it would be really funny, though, if they literally tore open yeah. the entire lock and yeah. took just, like, a, a door and walked down a street with just a big metal yeah. door, took it into a locksmith and was like, can you make a key that'll fit this lock? And they're like, well, isn't the yeah. bank going to be on alert now that you ripped their lock out? Don't ask questions! <laughs> They're just like really, really stuck on. They're just so, so fascinated with the lock. They're so impressed by its inner workings. That so they all this time. apparently, according to this wiki, <laughs> Pino's brother-in-law Vincent Costa also didn't get a fun middle name, which is nice. So even people related to Anthony Pino can't even get a middle name. It's rough out here. 
And then there was... Oh, hate the family. Yeah. They just hate the family. Michael Vincent, quote, Vinny, gone. Thomas, yeah. quote, Sandy, Francis Richardson. Wow. Wait, Thomas, quote, Sandy, Francis Richardson. Is that all one name? Jeez. Sandy, where, where do the quotes end? Thomas, quote, Sandy, end quote, end. Francis Richardson. Oh. So his Thomas regular name is Francis Thomas Richardson. Francis Richardson, I guess? Yeah, yeah. And then I there's Adolf, oof, H, quote, <laughs> jazz, quote, unquote, Maffy. It, what, like, man, uh. like, some of these are just so good, man. We gotta bring some of these back. Yeah. The heist itself, yeah. apparently they stopped the heist six times so like the timing just wasn't right because <laughs> okay. you know when you rip a lock out of a building that might cause a bit of a stir for a while yeah. after that you might have to wait until they replace the locks and you'd have to wait and hope that they didn't put the same like a different lock in apparently yeah some of these things don't add up it's like the most brilliant but also the most dumb thing you could do did who stop the heist team stop the heist or did the police stop the heist? so the because heist didn't get stopped the heist happens eventually oh, okay i guess they they started and then stopped six times basically like nah timing's not right so I they see. enter the building okay. with approximate costumes to the brink company uniform which is navy okay. peacoat and chauffeur caps and then they had like rubber it. halloween masks all the way back in 1950. So, like, that trope hmm. probably started with this. Where in, in oh, good for them. pop culture, people strolling on, on up to a bank in Halloween masks. Um, mm -hmm. So, Pino and uh, the driver were the getaway. So, maybe that's why he didn't get a, a code name. is because they didn't really need to say his name quickly. Because he was just in the car, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but it was seven guys no entered the building. Seven really people to this man. Uh, with their copied keys. Oh. They came into the second floor through the locked doors and surprised, bound, and gagged five Brinks employees who were oh. storing and counting the money. Uh, apparently, they failed to open the storage box containing the payroll of the General Electric Company's, uh, like, their box. So, General Electric. They were going to steal from General Electric. Couldn't get into their lockbox. Um Let's see. They scooped everything else out. The wa the robbers walked out 7.30. So bank heist happens at 6.55. So pretty quick turnaround. Um, Good for them. It's very... So that... It was successful, right? It was... What what was it again? It was totaled in today's money to $29.9 million. Which is insane. The way that these guys get caught is probably the dumbest thing possible. So... The heist happens in January of 1950. In June of 1950, same year, two of the guys, O'Keefe and Guskiora, good old Gus, were arrested in Pennsylvania for a burglary. They stole oh $2.775 million. And the wow. same year, they get busted for burglary. Like, unrelated. Like, oh, that's so stupid. And apparently they, so uh, they remove, they, uh, the truck that the robbers used, they cut it to pieces, but they hid it near O'Keefe's home, which is probably not the best idea. No. So. So how on how on earth did they manage to sp to to steal? What, did you, what was it? Two point nine. Two point nine. Two point seven seven five million, which in today's money is almost point, thirty million. 
How on earth do they manage the equivalent of $30 million? It's, right? it's seven, so... Seven of them breaking into a bank, and then all of it, like, how, how long ago? How long um, after? It's the same year. It's January to oh June. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... Like, you I, can't even, like, give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's like, oh, guys, we're rusty. Like, this is a muscle. But we haven't worked late. No, like, it happened last week. It's it's like <laughs> running. It's like climbing Everest and then dying on your way up a hill afterwards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a, actually a very good. Like, very why good did you? Analogy. You already pulled off the heist of the century. What are you yeah. burgling for? Pretty much. That's beneath why you. Why would you ever climb a hill ever again? You're too good at this. You yeah. weren't caught yet. So the dumb part is the guys who get caught wire their buddies for money to like pay for their <laughs> mm -hmm. to fight their conviction. So the guys that they caught call their other buddies, say, hey, can you bail me out? And the cops have informers who are like, yeah, these two idiots who got caught burgling were calling these guys for money. We should probably check them out, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So, basically, they, they get caught. A couple of the guys die. Here's the crazy part. Uh, Let's see. O'Keefe received four years and was released in 1960. Don't know how he managed that. He must have had a good lawyer. Only 58,000 of the 2.7 million was recovered. So like, oh my god! All that money is just lost in the wind. Like, who knows? They didn't spend it in. Like, we don't know. They either like, spent it and nobody was able to track the numbers, or they just buried it, or they lost it. Yeah. Who knows? Huh. That's but that was the story I found about the crime of the century up until 1984. That was the biggest heist. So there was a long. 30 some year period where that was the biggest heist. Well, you know, Max, it sounds like we need to go treasure hunting. <laughs> oh, no. You know? Well, where could... was this? Bo Boston. We... Boston? Boston can't be that big. Boston? <laughs> you know? Like, like I, I manage to navigate these halls all the time. And they're like they're constantly changing, and half the time, like they do. Like I should be able to like make my way around Boston, and you know, find. So fifty-eight thousand of it was reco was recovered. Fifty-eight grand of the two point seven million. Okay, so this is feasible. We can make a plan, right? Like we can, like just a couple of meetings. I'll bring donuts, you know, coffee. Like we can make this work. You ever read Six of Crows, son? <laughs> no. <laughs> You never read Six of Crows? No, what's well, Six of Crows? All you need to learn about heists is is basically an instruction manual. <laughs> it's it's a book. It's a book by Leia Bardugo, who was the author of the Shadow and Bone trilogy in the Grisha verse. Um, and they recently turned. They recently uh, have made a Netflix show called Shadow and Bone, based off of this series. The Six of Crows duology. The first book is Six of Crows. The second book is Crooked Kingdom. Is the prequel to uh, well, it's an independent duology, but like part of it takes place before the original trilogy, and then it starts to bleed into the timeline of um, of the of the original trilogy. And then she had two following. Um, but yeah, no, Six of Crows is essentially is it's a heist, um, and they are looking to steal thirty million Kruga, which is the the currency of this world. Um, 
Well, they're not stealing it. Sorry, they are looking to. That's what they all break. say. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not well, stealing they, it. We're giving it back <laughs> to the people. Well, their goal is thirty million crude, but to get that, they have to break into the the secure military prison in this world and break out a political prisoner that is that is kept in the center ring so this prison is like made up of rings like okay rings like concentric this, circles yes and they are looking to break out a, a a political prisoner from the center and there's like i think it's five no it's six characters six of crows right so there's six okay. characters and they're all between the ages of 16 and 20 right okay that's bank robin age so, and yeah and that's what I'm that's saying. when I robbed my like, first bank well exactly you know like get them like, started early I feel like, yeah I feel like we we you know we are I mean, we might be past the prime but we have experience and so I feel like with this book you know it, it provides the instructions that we would need to for example go to Boston and dig up <laughs> I keep forgetting the number. I'm just going to write it down. What's the number? The total, let's see, million? only 58 grand of the 2.7 yeah. million. So like 2. something million. 2.7 million. So yeah. like the thing is, O'Keefe, one of the main guys, only got four years and was released in 1960 because O'Keefe wow. was one of the guys who got busted for the, the um, burglary. But... That might have been the only crime they could actually stick him with if they didn't have enough evidence to convict for the other thing. Yeah. So there's potentially wow, a, a, a relative of O'Keefe could be alive. Because, mm. I mean, he's probably not alive anymore, O'Keefe. Probably not. Mm. But right. I guarantee you, like, if any of his uh, descendants are still living in the greater Boston area, maybe they know where the money is. Yeah. Hmm. This is this is good. This is good. Well, you know, um, I'll add that to my I'll add that to my list of things to do. Um, I'll pin that in. Let's find um, O'Keefe's uh, O'Keefe's um, <laughs> the guy, family members. The guy who didn't get a, a a code name tried to hire an assassin to kill O'Keefe. No way. Yeah. Wait a minute, I skipped wow. over this. What, what so O'Keefe's one of the guys Keith? who got busted for the burglary, right? And yeah, since they okay. reached out to their crew, said Pino paid a small ransom, but then decided to try to kill O'Keefe. After a couple of attempts, he hired an underworld hitman, Elmer, quote unquote, Trigger Burke, to kill O'Keefe. This is a, a code name on code name violence. Burke traveled to Boston and shot O'Keefe, seriously wounding him, but failed to kill him. So I guess the only reason why O'Keefe got out is because maybe he rolled on his buddies. Wow. O'Keefe later claimed that he never had never seen his portion of the loot after he had given it to Mafi for safekeeping. So maybe that's why if he's telling the truth, that would be why he got busted for burglaries because they cut him out. What the heck? This is crazy. So that whole thing imploded on itself afterwards. Wow. That's crazy town. Dang. They they did not go to enough team building. <laughs> they know. needed to. They, like those team building exercises they have uh, here at uh, at the company. Um, yeah, exactly. I've never missed one. 
I've never missed a single team building exercise uh, meeting class because you know the meetings and the classes are two completely different things in terms of structure you you know what i'm talking about you know yeah I mean? you've mm. been there it's a whole thing um, hold on a hold on wait 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 hold on did you just did yeah. you see that behind the glass uh no what are you i could have about? sworn i just saw something move behind the glass sorry continue so we would have seen i mean it's 100%. It's, it's it's fine it's fine i'm sure it's 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 fine um mm. this 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 part of the building i mean they don't use it for conference meetings really anymore i don't think so i we're, we're, we're probably fine yeah well i mean like if this if this room was oh i see what you i see what you mean yeah no this room isn't booked everybody's gonna kick us out it's okay like don't worry about it like it's fine like I, I checked the schedule this morning, you know, like that, that, that digital schedule. Um, it's, it's totally fine. Um, totally completely open. All, so all the rooms on this floor are actually, um, they were closed off because of asbestos. Um, it's fine now. Oh, um, good, it, good, 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 good. No well, I also it's know that asbestos now. is also super easy to remove. So that's a, whew, that's a relief. I think we're talking about two different types of asbestos. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of a asbestos i'm asbestos which um you've never seen it like grow have you but you wait. never like you like they had like when they oh where have you been yeah when they had this whole floor blocked off like you could like peek in and like actually see it moving it was really cool that's, like i've never actually like gotten to get that close before that's but not... it's fine now Okay. No, 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 it's fine. Like they, like they got it all dealt with, and so like all of like the next floor up, all of those conference rooms are full up because of the asbestos. And um, I happened to get this one like right after, you know, like right after it opened up. And like I don't think most people even know that this floor is open anymore. So. Oh well, yeah. that that clinches it. No one can be up here because of yeah. the growing asbestos. Not anymore. Oh it's right, of course. They, they got it all. In, they got it all in obsidian jars. It's fine. Oh good. That's yeah. that's a relief. Did you not come to the crash course? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I went down uh into the basement storage, which uh very wet, and uh met a buddy down there. That's where episode negative ten happened. Uh, but I was down there for a while. I couldn't find uh the exit door behind all the uh unmarked crates. Hmm. Hmm. Did they tell you that the exit door was behind the unmarked crates? Uh, no. I figured that out. Um probably a week week and a half in down there mm -hmm. my eyesight yeah. got really good in the dark though oh good that's okay that's, like that's like a pirate awesome. yeah that's great is that true by the way what i feel like i have heard 17 different versions of that story when, in Which? regard to pirates specifically so like the eye patch i remember when mm -hmm. i was a kid people told me well you know it was eye patches were to have one eye constantly trained for the dark. So that way, if there was an attack at night, they could still see. Or I've also heard versions of it where it was mm -hmm. if they have to go below deck, they can see. Because when you are out in the sun oh. on deck and you have to go down into the hold, you're like blinded for a second because it's just so dark. And yeah, I feel really like I've heard clever. like a ton of different stories about that but i never get a straight answer about it like i don't even know where the eye patch when did the eye patch become associated with pirates like was it something mm. that all of them did some of them did or like 
or was it just because one dude actually lost an eye one time? And I, I don't know. You know, that's probably, that's, my my guess is going to be like a Monty Python, um, the Life of Brian situation, where it's like, we follow the gourd and we follow the shoe. Oh, okay. It's probably, it's probably like somebody actually did have like an eye injury. And so they ended up putting an eye <laughs> The first there. pirate to have a hook hand and itch his eye was also the first yeah. pirate to have an eye patch. Yeah. He's he just a self-destructing a... pirate. Each he's, of his maladies. And then like he broke trailer. his leg because he couldn't see. And then he had a, a peg leg. <laughs> You know, he he really like blazed blazed the trail for, yeah. for generations. Like we we owe so much to him. Um, but yeah, no, like it pro- he probably like you know maybe was a little bit embarrassed about it, or like people like didn't like they just assumed like they didn't even bother to ask him like hey like why are you wearing an eye patch? They just assumed like oh like he's seen some stuff. You know? <laughs> now he sees now he sees a little less. Yeah, he you know? saw like, his hook probably. hand. That's what he yeah, saw. Exactly. Okay. And so everyone was like, I'm gonna do that too. And the, then they found out the like That's a trendy product right there, and that is why this this would work perfectly in your wheelhouse as a social media person. Ooh, you know, okay. I'm constantly trying to figure out ways of getting promoted so I can move up and up in this infinitely tall building that we work in, obviously, and that's the only way you move up. You move up the corporate ladder in a literal sense, right? And so last last episode, I was trying to come up with a product that uh, our company could sell uh, that would solve a specific problem. And so I want to do another one of those, but I'm curious, like, do you have a problem that you think could be solved? A common just super generic problem that people have. I'm also trying to think of one. Well, to be honest, sleep is just so, it's so frustrating to me that I have to stop everything I'm doing once a day, sometimes twice, you know, I'm a very busy person. My schedule is completely full up and like, I want to free it up. Like I got to go through the whole process. It's just so, it's just so annoying, but like, I have so much to do and like, I love my job so much that like, Mm -hmm. I hate, I hate having to stop and sleep. I like, I like the direction this is headed. So let's, let's, let's put our collective brains together and try what could we do because obviously there's Mm -hmm. the 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 regular boring Mm -hmm. answers coffee energy drinks boring what i mean none of them work or or they kill you or Or which is like the ultimate sleep which also is not what you want well and now here's the thing though oh we're we're kind of getting into a little little dangerous territory max like But um, you know, well, like you know, the energy drinks they sell, like in the in the in the lounge, right? Right. Um, yeah, corporate cup. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's trademarked by the business, right? Like we we can't exactly. And I, I I want it to be clear that like I'm not like attacking you. I'm not trying to like stifle your creative energy or anything like that. Like I really like it. Like you you have some drive like that's awesome but we need to be very careful about like introducing new ideas to the company like management can get very <sighs> defensive isn't the right word i shouldn't oh, i shouldn't even have said that word um but uh they they just don't they just don't want anything that's going to compete with what they know already works i'm not gonna i'm not gonna corporate right yeah and works. i'm not gonna lie i didn't know corporate cup was technically an energy drink maybe because of its scant writing on the outside of the bottle it just says corporate cup so i i didn't know we had an energy drink but maybe we could come Mm -hmm. up as you know since you work in pr maybe we could come up with a way to sell corporate cup 
uh, to a broader audience, like the commercial, right? The commercial flashes oh, up on yeah. screen and it's got black and white rings that sort of pulsate and you just hear a yeah, voice saying corporate cup, corporate cup. Yeah. And it, it does, it says like 40 times and then it turns off. I think, okay, so do you remember the Nintendo Wii commercials? I, Where, well, before we before we go there, I just want to let you know I just had like a spiritual experience. Minimalism is the way to go, and like you just hit the nail on the head. How? Wow, it was very impressive. Okay, so 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 we yeah yeah. Do we, you remember the Wii commercials where the two guys yeah. in the tuxedos would? apparate onto the porches of every white midwestern family and they they would be mm. they'd open up the door and these two strangers would lean forward holding a wiimote and would just say we would like to play and then smash cut they're immediately invited into the house they're in the living room watching approvingly <laughs> nodding smiling to each other as this family exercises thinking that it's fun now what if we it did something fun. similar what if we had salesmen the commercial pitch is two guys that show up at your door with corporate cup because clearly that worked because the family just lets them in yeah well okay here's the thing no here's the i see what you're saying it's interesting this is very interesting we're coming back full circle because sales used to be that door-to-door regimen you know like and i i was just talking with um, a, a wonderful woman named cheryl i don't know if you know cheryl um, but she is a, uh, she's an accountant and of course it's tax season and she's like completely swamped. And, uh, but she was telling me about, she does not, um, I mean, she loves her job. She loves her job here. Um, but she was telling me about how, like, like how it originated was, um, she first got into sales and, um, how sales used to be that door to door regimen, right? And like, you have to be a very personable person now like with social media like you don't necessarily have to be sociable you just have to be present on the internet and interact with one another and like that's my whole that's my whole job um but that's actually that's actually very interesting what what, what you what you bring up because what you're proposing is a return to that that in person <laughs> that door to door exactly personal no, i mean that's yeah that's exactly what you're that's exactly what you're what you're getting at um because like I, the convenience maybe the convenience of technology has kind of like removed that personable uh, aspect of it maybe what bit. corporate cup needs is a real yeah. snappy slogan and maybe okay. that's what i'm looking to pick your brain about mm. because i think Ooh. the adverts <clears throat> they need just a little extra oomph you know um i mean i think the adverts are, are very good oh they're um, good don't get me wrong they're good yes but yeah, I, I i love our adverts but I see what, I think I see what you're saying. Like, how can we make it even better? <laughs> like, corporate cup, never sleep again. <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. I think it could work. It's, it's short, it's to the point. Yeah. Corporate cup, never sleep again. <laughs> I mean, I would buy it. I'm, I, I have, and many times, I don't even know why, I just have. I don't, I don't even I think, I don't think I have ever had a conscious thought. I am going to buy corporate cup, but I know instinctively that I have in fact bought corporate mm -hmm. cup before. It, and it's, it's honestly, the formula is so nice. Like what it tastes like, like it tastes like, but it works. Like I, like I, it keeps me up. Like, you know what I mean? Like it looks like if we could it works though like like it really works i have at least two or three a day 
Um, but unfortunately, like it just like maybe like maybe that's something that we could like pass on to our like our scientific team is like how how could we maybe like make it work for that twenty four hour period when you like you really have to crunch. Uh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff, Max. <laughs> okay, so according to uh, a website, the most dangerous ingredients in in energy drinks, according to dietitians. Uh, <laughs> the first thing on the list is caffeine. <laughs> oh, like um, that there's a there's a slight okay. So the problem with red is that it's red. Um, you know the color red is just so red that it's a problem. <laughs> okay, hold on. What's number two? I gotta see this. Taurine. Uh, let's see. I think I know what this is, and it's not good. Fun. Uh, let's see. Taurine. It uh, it doesn't. It sounds like something distilled from like a a, a bull. You a know, bull. it's got oh. that Latin spelling. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So uh, that's that's not. It's that's a stimulant mm. to enhance okay. physical and mental performance. But apparently, our bodies produce it naturally. So like. <laughs> okay, so number three is sugar, obvi. Uh, number four is niacin, which just sounds like straight up poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, anything, anything that ends with seen. Yeah, S-C-I- just it's it's not I, I, yeah niacin just doesn't it's not good. It's not good. Okay, is it is it niacin or is it niacin? It's <laughs> it's n i a c i n, which N-N-I-A-C-I-N. niacin sounds like something that would be in a cigarette. Mm, yeah. Mm. 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 I drink. I like Red Bull a lot. <laughs> I, I drink. I, I don't drink as much Red Bull as I used to in college, but I do. I do like one every once in a while. It's really good for like game days. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have. A, I'm actually having a game day today with my with my brother and my brother in law, and we all get together and we play Apex. Heck yeah. Um, and they and they carry me, carry me so far. Okay. Um, and but like Red Bull is like the treat of the day, you know. Ah. I get like, oh, I get to have a Red Bull today, and so I have them every once in a while. Signs of niacin toxicity include flushing, dizziness, low blood pressure, fatigue, headache, upset stomach, <laughs> nausea, blurred vision, and inflammation of the liver. And this is why I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I like my I like my energy drinks sometimes. Oh, guarana. Oh, I've had oh, guarana soda before. Is a fruit what, whose seeds are uh, G-U-A-R-A-N-A, guarana. Guarana is a fruit whose seeds are used as a caffeine additive in many energy drinks. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Concentrated amounts of caffeine. Okay, so a lot of it's coming back to caffeine. So basically, yeah. all of these ingredients that are part of energy drinks are essentially just Trojan horses for caffeine. So really, I understand why the number one thing that's bad about energy drinks is caffeine, because every single item on this list <laughs> comes back to, like, caffeine. Like, every item is just, just it's all just stimulants. So at yes. this point, is it just like the guy who is making the, the, the back of the can was just like, our ingredients list is so sparse. We need 40 different ways of get, of cramming caffeine into this. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, it shows, like, I think when people see that big list of ingredients, people are like, oh, like, they've definitely done their research. Oh, this is like, a... They, they, 
they've 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 tried some things out and this is what works this is a kicker ginseng uh improve physical stamina concentration memory stimulate immune function slow the aging process perfect what ginseng slows the just bathe in ginseng then just yeah, uh, I mean, Jin, this is the kicker. Ginseng in large quantities has also been shown to negatively interact with caffeine. Mm. <laughs> Let me just stop there. Freaking yeah. what? I don't know. I that's oh man. So <laughs> just the kicker. The most dangerous ingredients in energy drinks, according to dietitians, number one, caffeine. Okay, yeah. I'll just close the page now. You don't need yeah. to hear anymore. That's it. It's like walking it's, it's up on stage good. when the curtain opens yeah. at a Shakespeare play and saying, "Everyone dies." Everyone dies, and then everyone applauds because <laughs> they're like, "This is why we came." Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is why we came. Like we learned, we we came to relearn this simple truth about the human experience. So my parents, when they were younger, used to go mm-hmm. to uh, operas. Apparently, Columbus was a hotbed for operatic activity. Apparently, and that they... sounds like that sounds like a natural thing. Columbus, <laughs> Ohio, was a hotbed. <laughs> like a news activity. reporter. <laughs> yes, exactly. In the year Seventeen opera sightings have been confirmed in downtown Columbus. Exactly. The death toll is rising. Um singing in the street (laughs) honestly i've heard theories about like movies that are musicals how it's almost like a zombie apocalypse where people catch the singing bug and just start dancing there's always outlying characters who don't want to be in an opera you can just tell the characters don't want to sing they don't want to dance and by the end of the movie doggone it music man is a freaking musical necromancer he's just pulling people into this thrall spell it's almost freaky. I watched the movie and I was like, I'm just going to pretend that Harold Hill is, I mean, he's already a little bit weird. He's a little bit of a creep, but let's pretend Harold Hill is a magician because every time he just sucks people into his spell. Hmm. That's my theory. Hmm. If you watch it, a little couple music changes, maybe a sepia filter, movie's entirely different. Every time he talks to someone, he literally, in some scenes, will put his hand in their face and move his hand like he's hypnotizing them. It's weird. It's mm. very strange. I've, I've never seen this film. Music Man? Um, yeah, I've never seen it. It's, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the, the, the like, frames. It's, it's, oh. it's a good movie, but he is literally like a, a weird hypnotist magician. And yeah. so apparently, my parents went to these operas, right? And apparently they went to one where there was a projected screen because obviously many of those plays are in different languages, mostly Italian, right? And they're watching this play in Italian. And so there are subtitles like the original English dubs up on the walls projected. And the projectionist guy was on the struggle bus the entire show (laughs) where he didn't have it centered on the screen. So there was like a a clear screen on the wall for the projector, for the projection to hit. And the entire play, it was off and he kept trying to move it. And mom and dad said, eventually over the course of the show, people were not paying attention to the play and were only focused on the secret struggle that this projectionist was having. And at one point in the show on stage, 
one of the characters dies. And right no. at that moment, the projection is squared up the picture and everyone oh starts God. cheering no. and clapping. And the people on stage, they're no. horrified because it's what's supposed oh to be a tragic scene has been entirely ruined because wow. the projectionist finally, in his moment of yeah. triumph, ruined the show. <laughs> Completely overshadowed by everybody's like... Oh. How, entirely how, how far into the show was this like probably at least three-fourths it had to have been near the end yeah oh For like an so hour funny. and a half everybody was just miserable and there's just this like <laughs> instant bliss as soon as everything is lined up and it just so happens to be at the same moment that the most tragic instant <laughs> of the show is occurring <laughs> That's a story for the ages, though. Like in terms of like like on the, like from the perspective of the actors, like I'm sure they tell that story all the time, and I'm sure everybody's completely miffed at the projectionist as well. Oh my guy. gosh! You know what that reminds me of? Mm -hmm. The or Russian, I yes, I believe it was the Russian Olympics, mm -hmm. where uh, the opening ceremony. Um, <laughs> every the first thing that comes in is what did you say? I said, did the flame go out? It was worse than that. So actually How? the flame would be worse. <laughs> that would be worse. the worst. Uh, the first the thing worst. I- Everybody would have like a collective panic. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that shows up when you type in Russian Olympics is ban and scandal. Hold on. Uh, oh no. Well, I mean, that's kind of their MO. That's why in the last Olympics, they weren't there and they basically had proxy Russians flying under a neutral flag to compete. Oh, yes, I remember that. I do remember that. So, the opening the performance... Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see. So, basically, if I remember correctly, I'm on a, a news website, so believe nothing. Uh, okay. <laughs> this, I don't believe anything anyway. Good. Except for what corporate says. Of course. Of co mm -hmm. Well, all hail corporate. Um, <laughs> the opening ceremony... This girl was suspended by like cables from the roof of the Olympic ceiling. Oh no. And she was jumping. She, like she was okay, but like practicing for the thing, she like broke her arms. Like it was an insane oh, story. Goodness. And she's like mm -hmm. jumping from island to suspended island, each of the island representing mm -hmm. different aspects of Russian history and culture. And after this whole amazing cool. spectacle, when they lower the Olympic rings, one of them doesn't light. No. <laughs> that's so, that, that's, that's sad. Okay. That's sad, but it's not as bad as what I thought you were going to say, which was that her cable snapped. No, she no, she it. was fine. I felt bad for her just thinking about all the time and effort she put into that. So apparently yeah. I think they, uh, once producers realized what happened, they cut to rehearsal footage where all five rings happened. But there's oh a gosh. picture here that I can hear. Let me put it in. Uh, let me let me quickly show you here on this module screen that we have. I just put I just put it up on screen. The text underneath this picture says, despite best efforts of Russian state TV, the image of the malfunctioning rings has been sent around the world within minutes. So they tried to cover it up. <laughs> but it did. Can you imagine being the lighting technician? Yeah. Mm. Having an absolute heart attack oh, while the rings aren't you, working. You gotta leave. 
Can you imagine the panic? You gotta leave backstage. You 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 don't even say goodbye. No. You 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 don't even take anything with you. You walk out and you are never. <laughs> you say again. you say nyet and you walk out. You say nyet and then you just depart. leave. You, you freaking you leave. Rush. You're rushing out of there. Okay, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt again. I, okay, I'm almost positive I just saw something behind the glass this time. Okay, which one though? The one behind you. Here. The glass. There, there's the behind big. Behind me. Yeah, there's like breath on it. It's all fogged. Well, that could just be residual asbestos. Like, like, what are you like? What's what's got you so worried? It's man? fine. It's probably one of the janitors who also got locked in here with us. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, and he's done such a great job, too. Like, look at this carpet, man. Isn't it nice? <laughs> I could have oh, sworn I... this used to be white, though, and this is red. Is it red? It looks like a chartreuse. Uh, those are two <laughs> very different colors. <laughs> like, I don't I don't think you can get much get... different on the color wheel than red and chartreuse. I should get my eyes checked. I hear Wait, that well, there I'm... is a guy going around the office giving eye exams, but uh, I haven't had mine Excellent. yet. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Did you uh, have any I, stories I a... that you wanted to share? I do, and honestly, it's it's related to the carpet. Oh, this perfect. Great... Yeah. Well, I, um, so, so, you know, like, I, I hate sleep, but when I do sleep, I dream a lot. Okay. Right? Um, and the carpet made me think about this. I had um, a very interesting dream um, the other night, and I can't, I don't really remember the first half, but okay. it was one of those, it, it felt like I was plunged into one of those animes where the high school setting is a Trojan horse to talk about class warfare. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a common, I mean, I've, I'm in, basically an anime expert, so of course. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very common, but I was like, okay, sure. The, like, the girl running to, late to class mm -hmm. with a piece of bread in her mouth with a oh sword bloodied from uh, the entrails of her enemies. Yeah, like she's she's just saved the world, but but doggone it, she's gonna make that math test, <laughs> or else she can't be expelled. Oh you no! Know, like it's a whole thing. Like how? Like how? Like she won't. Anyway, um, yeah, no. So I so it was one of those one of those instances where it's like okay, like I'm I understand that there is some kind of conflict going on here, and I okay. have to like stand with my side of you know the two groups that are fighting in this. And then at one point in time, there is a, a split and the entire um, second floor up in this structure is barred off. Um, so like the doors are shut. There are guards like like posted at the doors to like the stairwells and into like the inner sanctum <laughs> of like the first floor. Like if you imagine like, if you imagine like a main lobby. Yeah, there's the know? supply closet, there's the cafeteria, and then there's the inner sanctum. And then there's the inner sanctum. So like cafeteria is blocked off, inner sanctum is blocked off because the inner sanctum is where like all the, the stairs are. That's know? where all the fun like, stuff like, happens. All the fun stuff happens, the sanctum. Um, but like you've got like your you've got your like your big open room and then like staircases that lead up and then like split off at the center, right? So that's how you get up to the second floor and up. Okay. And so so you couldn't you couldn't go into that room because then you would have access to the stairs. So like supply closets totally free. Everything else was like a struggle, and um, the guards were very adamant to like you know keep you out. But um, so everything that happened up to that point is relatively inconsequential. But like that is the general like that is why. Because I'm trying to get 
up to the second floor in my dream. That is why I start looking for alternative stairwells. Um, as <laughs> like I'm alternative for... milks for your coffee? Alter... I'm, li yeah, well, I'm looking for alternative yeah. stairs. I'm looking... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, I'm thinking, free range, I'm thinking like, free range, non-GMO stairs non for once. Does anybody vertical. carry alternative stairs? But as as Ron Boo refers to them, they're vertical floors. <laughs> you know, and that's how that's how that's how you know that they're distinct. Like they're distinct from like your typical run of the mill stairs. Okay. They're for, or they're forty degree floors. Forty degree, forty five degree floors. Okay. 45 degree floor. Um, I butchered that. I butchered what he calls it. I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm looking for alter I'm looking for alternatives. Looking for a stairwell that hasn't been blocked off. And as I'm walking, I feel the ground beneath my feet change. You know how sometimes it happens here in the building where it's like, oh, I thought this was a hardwood floor, and then like suddenly you're walking on tile. It's like, you know. Yeah. It just it just happens. Yeah. Um, it is it is a similar thing, except this wasn't tile, this was puce carpet Ooh. that was that was just moist enough oh that my no. that my sandals <gasps> right why were you wearing sandals in your dream i don't of know. all the shoes you could wear in your dream why are you wearing sandals why am I, wearing, I don't know i hate wearing sandals you need alternative shoes um <laughs> i need alternative shoes you're it's a great i the other day i my sister we were i was standing outside with my sister you know when i'm on my break when I am allowed to go outside. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was standing out with my sister and it was cold and I and we were both shivering and I looked down and I realized that she was wearing sandals and she didn't have, I forgot the word for sock. And I said, <laughs> oh, I said, you don't have any pants on your feet. What? <laughs> you did not. I did. I 100% forgot the word for sock. Feet pants. Said, I said, I'm so Alternative sorry. socks. Feet pants. <laughs> feet pants. All, you can just add a, a new product. Photo. Screw Absolutely. socks, feet pants. No stairs, no socks. We got we got forty five degree full alternatives. Stairs, forty five degree feet pants. <laughs> this is good stuff. Good feet stuff. pants. Um, so feet pants. I can't so I me. so I I had no I had no pants on my feet. In my okay. Pants. Um, and I was wearing like those cheap, like they're like five dollar sandals you get from like fast fashion stores. And the so ones that break the first time you break out in a sprint. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's no there's no um, support. The straps are like you know like like so thin that they snap like the second time you wear them. The shoes so, themselves mm -hmm. are so soft, but the plastic piece is so hard that the materials don't mesh well. And so the yes. pla the hard plastic piece tears right through. It's Ooh, like the yeah. cheap foam car, like the cheap foam toys for kids that like they're like yeah. blocks or connecting pieces. It's like squishy yeah. foam. It's useless yeah. material. Useless. This this is more like if you've ever been to Charlotte Rue. This is more like instead of the foam, it's like a piece of cardboard that has been baked for quite a while. <laughs> And so it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like a piece, it's like, it's, it's in that weird limbo between cardboard and wood. And so it's just, it's, ba it's basically, you have the support as though you were walking barefoot on hardwood floor. <laughs> it's, it's miserable. Yeah, it's that... absolutely miserable, but they're cheap, you know? Um, um, but I can't buy those anymore. They absolutely kill me. Um, yeah. So, but they, but like, they're my, my dream shoes, 
my dream cardboard shoes, <laughs> cardboard wood <laughs> shoes are are stick are sticking to the carpet oh, as I walk no. because the carpet is just moist enough. Oh, so like no. the so the area, like the atmosphere is like dead quiet and it's just the sound of my shoes sticking and unsticking from the carpet oh. and slapping against my heel. Oh. But I did find you you will be so proud to know that I did find those alternative stairs. Oh good. I found I found those alternative stairs and what I learned there are three floors above the main floor and so I am walking up these stairs right and and I what I what I realized as I'm walking up is oh church because it had that that, that those like wooden railings right okay it was exactly the same <gasps> right the walls kind of had that like 70s wood, yeah you know like yeah. wood panel walls I there were many doors as I walked up so I would walk up and there's a landing right and then i walk up again and there's the second floor and there were um doors that i could go through and the doors were kind of like this cream color and um, i decided like i'm not gonna go in there just yet not just yet um i made it up to the third floor um well i well third and then fourth so i made it up to the the, the one of the the last one when i get up to the top um the the roof the ceiling is kind of slanted a little bit you know like it's it, like like it comes to a point and they okay. didn't really think about it. They're like, oh, we've got all this space, but like we can't make the walls like that tall. So like the roof will just kind of, it'll, you know, you're walking <laughs> through it. You're walking through a Pentagon at that point, you know, okay. like, the, like the angled roof. And I, um, I found somebody um, down a hall full of doors. Um, again, carpet, puce carpet. Yeah. Moist. Um, and there is is some of the doors are open and the rooms are completely empty and um no windows by the way um, which i thought was an interesting design choice uh seeing as how effective like the these like windowed uh office spaces are um so it was kind of kind of unsettling that I, like i couldn't see out um but i in one room uh i could hear at the end of the hallway i could hear a shower running and in one room, I found a baby <gasps> in a bouncer watching television. <laughs> he was a very well-behaved child. He was a <laughs> was he swirling a drink in his right hand? Did he have a, a stogie in the other? No, he was. Um, so he he had a he had a, a teal pacifier, and he was sitting in one of those bouncers. Uh huh. Um, it's not like the kind where like his legs go through the holes and he bounces. It's it's like it's like for children slightly younger where it's like it's like a, a like a seat and or it's like a like a how do I describe it like he, he lays back in it yeah it's like um, a like, we, it's yeah. like reclining but they can sort of yes. rock in it yes he's laying in that the lights are off in his room and he's watching TV oh no and I peek in just to make sure that he's okay and to be honest I had a hard time looking him in the eye. I found I found that I couldn't look him in the eye. Um, and so I checked to make sure that he was okay and got this feeling that um somebody was coming and I'm like, oh okay, like the like the baby's okay, you know, like somebody somebody is here to take care of the baby. Um and so I turned around and I left. So that's my ex that's my experience with the top floor. Now I go down the stairs, my my sandals sticking to the carpet, <laughs> all the way down. Doesn't I get, get better. I get down... It doesn't. It doesn't get but, better no, every really, time. It's it really still bad. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, I get down. 
back down to the first floor and then I realized, oh, there's stairs going down, you know, like they kind of, it's like all the stairs are in a column, um, basically. And so I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to head, I'm going to head down and see what's down there. Maybe more babies. Um, I started, I, I went down one, one flight and then I went and then I got to the next one, right? I got to the next floor, felt like I shouldn't be there. Um, and I went down one more floor and the temperature dropped, um, both in terms of feeling and in terms of like the color, right? As if you took like the temperature scale on like, like if you're editing right. a photo, yes, it, yes, it, like it's like somebody was like slowly dragging that down to cool. Okay. And so like all of the, like the puce carpet kind of took on this like periwinkle tone and um, I got, I didn't even make it to the bottom. I stopped three steps from the bottom floor. So this is two levels down from the main floor. And there were two doors, um, one going left and one going right. One was cracked, the other one was shut. And then I walked back up because I knew, I, I was very, very aware. I knew that if I kept going, it was going, it was not going to be good. What? Um, so I decided I'm not going to go down that road. And I went back upstairs and then I woke up. I cannot fathom having that phenomenal of dream recall. Like that is incredible. Also, just tale as old as time as far as animes are concerned i mean it's basically your average <laughs> run-of-the-mill everyday anime plot so i don't think it'll sell yeah. but it is you yeah. know i think yeah it, maybe for a first time anime watcher they'd, they'd watch it yeah they think that that's like the greatest thing ever but then they watch like I, it's it's got all the staples anime. of good anime sticky carpet yeah. baby watching television cracked doors yeah. i mean that i those are all in my favorite shows yeah. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> produced, produced, produced by, by corporate. <laughs> Never sleep again. Never sleep again. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you can kind of see why maybe it's probably not the best to sleep all the time if something like that happens. Yeah. You know? Like it's, it, it, it didn't wake up with the best feeling. Um, I get, I get sleep paralysis quite often. So I woke up a little, a little frozen, a little sweaty. Um, funny how that works. <laughs> you're sweating, but you're also like, you know, free. um, couldn't move for a little bit. And then oh. I decided, yeah. Oh. Well, there's mm -hmm. nothing I could say that's going to top that. So with that, I think we are going to end this episode of the podcast. Still don't have a name for it and that's okay. Um, well, Mackenzie, thank you for, for, do you walk down here or walk up here from the PR department? Um, let me see. So my office is, okay, so the office is there, and then I usually go out the door, the fog comes in, and then um, I kind of get this feeling of, like, a left, a left turn. <laughs> And a, and a plummet down. So I come down. I come down. Okay. Well, thank you for coming down from the PR department uh, to this conference room. Uh, hopefully. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever find the exit, please, for the love of everything, let me know. Uh, 
yeah, that's going to do it. So, um, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. Okay. There, I definitely saw something, right? I, turn around quick. Turn around. Okay. Okay. What? 